Good morning, everybody. This is Mike on the mic, and you are listening to What What with Mike on the mic. Well, of course, it is a Sunday morning, so I'll say happy Sunday to every one of us. I hope you'll be having a wonderful weekend. Well, I had a wonderful weekend. I have been having a wonderful weekend. The weekend is still on, so, <laughs> so I'm having a wonderful weekend. And I hope you're also having the same wherever you are listening from. Well, this morning, um, I want to first just thank God for my passing out and thank you to everybody who actually congratulated me and who sent their love on their messages um saying congratulations i really thank you and i appreciate all of you thank you thank you very much thank you thank you very much yeah from michael the mic all right this morning um i have uh, quite a number of things to talk about so i'm not going to waste much time the topic is um on religious rapist so it's six ways to identify religious rapists now first of all first and foremost i want to um try to define rape a little uh, i know many of us already know what rape means so of course i'm not going to go so deep in the definition of rape you know rape in a very 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 uh, um, precise um definition is to seize by force to seize by force or to force sexual intercourse or other sexual activities upon someone without their consent or it also is to overpower or and to destroy or for to forcefully you know take or do something you know that's what rape is it's just in few words and of course we if you if you hear the word rape it doesn't come with a good um um good memory at all it comes with memories that are disturbing or hurtful and all that so rape itself is is even though it's, it's a bad um um image on its own so the topic this morning is six ways we can identify religious rapists yeah, you won't believe rape is not just restricted to sexuality and all that. There's other things you can rape somebody of. You can rape them of their their self-esteem. You can rape them of their rights. You can rape them of um, their awareness. You can rape them of their their victory. You can rape them of even their faith. That is where the religious rapists came out, came about. So this morning, I really just want to say this sick thing there are a lot of things a lot of things involved a lot of other things that uh, people um do to rape others of their faith in every religion but i'm just going to point out six from my own angle um this uh religion i talk about is not just christianity it's also uh, extends to the muslims and uh, other religions like that uh, but I'm not going to talk about other religions because um, I am not one of them. So I don't really, I don't really have deeper um, um, understanding of some things. But I know I've seen one or two things that there, of course, they are still in the surface. So I'm just going to talk about Christianity because that's where I worship. I worship in the Christendom. So I'm going to really say how um, other people are being raped by their leaders and others. Um, with the gospel, yeah, so-called gospel or the religion. Firstly, one, the first way to identify uh, uh, um, religious rapist is they don't want you to ask questions. 
yeah there could be a leader there could be a fellow fellowship or member or anything but they don't want you asking questions mostly the leaders in churches those leaders are some of those leaders are just so ridiculous they just say things and they want to just obey or believe because they, they feel that the leaders or they've spent more time studying and most of i find out that this thing they study is just something that they just derived the or concluded or arrived at an answer from their own uh, um, personal experience or personal personal ability or something most times it's not 100 holy spirit but they want to shove these things down into yours they want to just make you listen to them and just believe and you hear some people go about say my pastor say my pastor say and we are forgetting that it's not by the pastor we have a bible a scripture that's good, that guides us as christians but these people you hear them say pastor say daddy say and all these things they're being raped by these leaders i have been to churches i've worshipped in quite a number of churches and some of them are just so annoying that the leaders just talk and i look around me i'm like come this thing he's just said now is anybody not going to challenge you for this thing just said and everybody be like no dad no no, no the pastor pastor you know daddy i'm like really you know so that's number one they don't want you to ask questions even in the muslims uh muslim uh, religion to an extent i know that some imam don't want to ask him too much deep, deep deep questions when some people are asking questions about other religion it becomes um, um a, a, a talk of war so what they do is most times these leaders christian or muslim or whatever they avoid crucial questions when you go and meet them and you ask questions that are so crucial they just avoid you they just try to stay away and try to refer you to someone else or tell you to go and read the scriptures and you read the scripture and the answer you get is even far better than what they can give you and that's number one number two yeah what they do is how you can identify religious rapists are they validate you by the service you render to them and they attribute it to serving god you see most times it happens in a particular church this very well one very popular church i worshipped for a long time i'm not going to mention names of course but this church i noticed that what they want there is they want uh, um uh, follow follow let me use the word follow follow yes they want you to just hey daddy mommy oh this and that you, you come and just be under their wings you can't have a mind of your own you can't come and say okay i'm a christian too I'm, I'm 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 born again so i have the holy spirit i know i know i have the knowledge of christ you can't come and say that no matter how high you want they want you to come under them and say daddy and this take permission and if they say don't go just don't go even if that's in his life and death or it's detrimental to your future they say don't do it just obey them and if you go ahead and do it you're rebellious and all those kind of stuff but when you when you serve them you go to their house clean their cars you go to their office serve them water you're just there they call you at any time you answer they call you at night midnight you help me do this you answer they just call you impromptu i'm not coming to church preach for me and you just respond these things when you begin to do them you are rendering them a service so but then they will not say oh you're doing good they just attribute it to god that you're serving god you see that's to them but the moment you start saying okay let me serve god and let me not give them this 
these uh, services I give them, you are a rebellious child. You are not a Christian anymore. You are rebelling. And some of these pastors are so bad, so worse, and they, they cut you off. They just see that you are not even responding anymore. You are not becoming a, they use the word, you are not becoming a disciple. They just cut you off and that whole stuff. So that's number two. Number three, way you can identify them is they don't want you to visit other churches and listen to other pastors. Oh, a lot of churches do that. A lot of churches don't want you to visit other churches. There's a particular church that I don't like mentioning their names, but these people are weird. They don't watch TV. They don't do all these things. And yet, they they they, they don't want you to go to other churches. You want to go to other churches for a program, musical program. They say no. Why? Because they are scared that you will go and hear the real thing and you will leave them. You change church. They don't want you to go and listen to other pastors. You are listening to other pastors. They have a problem. They'll tell you no. They are the ones that God has connected you to. If you want to be under their church, be under their church. If you want to be under their church, go away. But this is about Christ and not about a church or a leader. I can listen to any pastor so long he teaches Christ. I can hear anybody so long they preach the gospel and the kingdom of God. Then why are you restricting me to our church only? You see, you see? So this is the thing they hide. I don't know. Maybe there's something they're hiding. That's the, they know if you go out to other pastors and you hear word like this, you just get to leave their church. <laughs> but man, <clears throat> those churches, I don't understand. But then, um, God will help us. And then the fourth way to, um, to identify them is they're always right with their beliefs. You know, these pastors, if you look at them, go to a church most times. Uh, if it's a Sunday school service going on and there's like questioning and answering, uh, answers, you see that most times these pastors just sit down in the corner. They allow people to ask questions and they talk, talk, talk. And when they come in and they talk like this, their own is final. Everybody just rest their keys that, oh, pastor don't talk. So uh, uh, the Holy Spirit have spoken. And then today they feel like, yes, that they would have dropped wisdom. If you like, take it or not, that's the wisdom. I'm, I'm like, so this because this this man just came and talked now, so everything's fine. So what he has said now is, is fine. If you don't ask questions, you're just going to be in the dark. We've been talking about this uh, um, topic for a while. Like where I said it is okay for you to doubt your belief sometimes. And how do you doubt this belief? If you doubt, it leads to ask questions. And the more you ask questions, you begin to have new findings. And when you have new findings, you are now rooted in your belief. But if these people are just there, they just want to just come and just say, and what he said is fine now. Nobody should ask him the question. And if you want to even ask him, there's no how, there's nothing you say at all that do so we amount to, to being you or your, to you being right. They will always say you're wrong or not say directly to you that you're wrong, but they will always want to say it the way they want to say it and the way they've always said it. So that is another way. Then the fifth way for you to uh, uh, um, identify them is this. These people, while they are leaders upon your life, there's something that happens that they don't know. And sometimes they are just ignorant about it. Out of the identify them is the fifth ways. They feel as God in your life. Yeah. They use the word mentor. Yes. Be careful of pastors that use the word mentorship. All these pastors that say you need a mentor, you need to be mentored by a pastor, mentored by a pastor. Last I checked, 
Mentorship is not necessarily to be a pastor. It can be anybody. But these particular pastors or leaders or Christian brothers or sisters, what they do is they tell you you need a mentor. You need mentoring. And when you say, okay, sir, let me go under your wings and you be mentor me. It's like you're assigning your life to them. They expect you to tell them everything you want to do. You want to get married, you tell them first, if possible, before you tell your parents or your wife. You want to take a step, you have to tell them. If they tell you, don't take that step. Don't take it. That is what they want. Once they tell you, don't take it, you don't take it. And before you know it, they are, your life is centered around them. It's centered in them or they are surrounded, centered around them, yeah. And these people start taking the glory. There are some steps you take and you make success. They'll say yes because they mentored you well. They'll take the glory, maybe not directly, but they'll feel like yes, they mentored you well. And by the time I start feeling that way, you two start acknowledging the fact that, oh, daddy, it's because you told me to do this, so this in turn out to be good, though. When you start acknowledging that, they're becoming a god in your life because you begin to respect them even more than anything. That's why we see a lot of that from women. Women who go and respect their pastors over their husbands. And that's, I don't understand. I can't really go into that. It's a topic of another day, not today. But you see, these people become god in your life. Of you like it or not, after God is your parents, if you're not married. If you're married, after God is your wife or your husband, before your family, for any pastor. But yet they want to be at the top. If possible, they want to be before God. Before you pray, some people have a problem. And instead of them talking to God first, they're calling their pastors at midnight, Daddy, pray for me. And I'm wondering, is it God? If you have a challenge, if you have a problem, the first person you talk to is God. There's Jesus Christ, who's our advocator, who's interceding for us at the right hand of God in heaven. You speak to him directly anytime, any day. But once any challenge happens, let's make call daddy. Please call pastor. I see if it's the doctor or is that it's Jesus Christ. That's you be, he begins he takes the place of God. These people are raping people of their beliefs. They are religious rapists. Seriously. They rape you. They rape your money, your 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 thinking, your beliefs, your 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 minds. So be careful when you see people like that. And the last one is they turn their opinions into religious doctrines. One of the things I've noticed in churches that I hate so much is if you were worshiping in one other church and you're baptized in mansion. You go to another church, they tell you you should rebaptize yourself in their own church. Their baptism is better than the other one. You go and do a baptism. Sometimes if you go to like three churches, you have to be rebaptized three times because they feel theirs is better. And that is definitely someone's opinion. It's just one one one, I'm sorry to use the word, one idiot that that, that had that opinion. And that person just said, uh, 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 uh. Anytime you come, they whatever whatever doctrine or whatever baptism you did before is not necessary. You know what it come and do another new one in our church. To the extent some churches have certificates. If you baptize, they give certificate for baptism. They don't the baptism give certificates. What the hell? Now all these things there, eh, you look at there and you see some people will now join that church, they will now help uphold this 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 belief. They will hold it so tight that when they go out there. 
talking to other Christians, instead of you talking about Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, you are dragging and arguing about baptism of your own church and their own church. All these things are just causing chaos and confusion everywhere. It should be about Jesus Christ all the time and never about a person's or a church doctrine. That is why God is so wise. He didn't make doctrine be the way to heaven anymore. Gone are the days where he told the Jews, the Israelites, that take, if you do this thing, I will be your God. If you keep all this command, I will be your God and you be my people. So for you to be qualified a child of God or even heaven candidate, you have to keep all those laws. But God took this away because those Jews began to feel as if they were gods on earth, like they were more precious than other human beings. That's why he gave Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ now was the only way. No more a doctrine, no more a, a tradition, no anything. Only Jesus now. So somebody now goes and have an opinion and he makes it the church doctrine and he wants to use Bible backings and you twist the Bible up and down and all these things. If you don't take note as a Christian and you follow people like this, my sister, my brother, you are definitely going to the hands of Antichrist. They are not they are not yet coming. They are already here. They will talk, they will talk like sheep. Or they will talk like wolves rather in the sheep clothing. You see them like sheep, so gentle, so uh, anointed, but man, they are wolves, man. They are antichrist. Be careful, please, because religious rapists are everywhere. Everywhere. So I just feel that this is Sunday morning. I need to share this to everybody. And my Sunday, my Christian brothers, uh, please, let's watch it. Muslim brothers, you are entitled to yourself. You are fighting this battle for yourself, this, this race for yourself. So what you do, my brother, my sister, is ask questions. Am I doing the right thing? This place I'm standing, this thing I'm doing, is it right? Let me ask questions. Let me get some opinion from everybody. Let me read the Bible. Let the Holy Spirit then give me his own opinion. Then I will now shuffle things. Then I will now save them. Then I will now say, okay, yes, this is what it is. But never just listen to one person. And let the persons will have a finance in your life. Don't ever do that. Please do not be com- easily conformable to things like that. You're only allowed to conform to Holy Spirit easily. Thank you for listening. This is Sunday morning again. Happy Sunday. Um, I hope for us who will be, be going to church today. Let's pray for the Christian body. And for those who won't be going to church, please pray in your houses. God is everywhere. Thank you for listening. I love you. But of course, God loves us more. Stay blessed.